Good evening. Good evening and welcome to ep sorry, season two, episode five of the Powerpuff Babes. Uh where sugar meets spice and everything's nice. My name's Catherine. Um we have Allie and Mo, and we are finally back from a little break. Um I hope you guys have had a you know good time so far. I hope you guys had um great weekends and whatnot. Um we are here today with some some uh I guess you could say somewhat weird creepy spooky am i the asshole stories uh the ones that i have are more of like not the asshole in my opinion of course but i did want to start off this episode with a little bit of a mandela effect thing that i found out about yesterday so girls i found out that uh you know the the kit kat brand of the candy mm-hmm do you remember <laughs> i need to know because i remember this shit like like yesterday do you remember if the kit kat had a hyphen in between kit and cat I, like a little dash between it used kit to and have cat. One. this mandela effect. right right it okay this mandela effect. Yeah. dude literally i've i looked this up yesterday and apparently that never happened that never that never existed that was never it's a bullshit. thing. It's bullshit. That was never a thing. Dude, I have been looking for a picture of this shit for hours and I have never found one. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> That's I, insane. I found out yesterday and I was like, wait a minute. No. And I like started looking up pictures and I was like, you're joking. Because I, I used, I love Kit Kats. Um, and so I was like, I know for sure this shit had a hyphen in it. I know for sure. So I it was like, did. dude, for real. I, that's what I'm saying. It had a hyphen. I know it did. But how come How come I can't find shit about that? So then I was just like, let me look for it like with the hyphen. Like, let me look for it in the Google search with the hyphen. Now, with the hyphen, it does show up. So I'm assuming that these people were just like, oh, it never had it because of the rebrand, I guess you could say, um, where they removed the the hyphen. But apparently people are like, no, it never, like, that was never a thing. Like, there are lots of people who are like, that was never a thing. There was never a hyphen there. I was like, mm. I feel afraid mm. <laughs> i feel misled exactly i was like mm, i don't think so. i think you had the off brand i'm that's what i think you had <laughs> because i don't think you yeah. had the brand to kick cat you know <laughs> i think you had the off brand you're fine um but yeah that's what i found out yesterday i was like what the fuck and i was you know what else i found out um starbucks so you know how it's um okay when i first look at the logo when i first like started getting starbucks uh i would think it was a mermaid right well mm -hmm. turns out it's actually not a mermaid you're fucking lying it's a siren which is a type of mermaid um but it's a siren and let me look at the hold up let what? me ask no. you a question because this is gonna throw you off and this is why i'm telling you this is a siren have you ever heard a jingle coming from starbucks no there was never jingle. a jingle for Starbucks, right? No. 
Which is why the Starbucks logo is a siren. Because if a siren starts singing, it attracts men to their death. Bam. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a siren. I did not know that. I thought it was always a mermaid. I mean, it makes sense. Because if you look at it, like, Homegirl doesn't have two tails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are those? What mm-hmm. is she? Exactly. And so then when I heard that uh, somebody was like, have you ever heard a jingle coming from Starbucks? And I was like, you know what? No, I don't think I ever have. And like started looking yeah, up no. Starbucks jingles and they never made one. Nope. They never made one. So that's wild. That's why, that's why it's considered a siren rather than a mermaid. Which I was just like, well, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> um, let's see here. Okay, so we're going to start with the Am I the Asshole stories. I want to get your opinions on these stories because I read them and I was just like, mm, uh, you're not the asshole on this one. But um, that's just my opinion. The first one huh. I'm going to start with is, am I the asshole for threatening to not spend Halloween with my family? My 39 male siblings and I still live in the town where we grew up. As a result of this, we are all close and so are our children. We spend all the holidays together, including Halloween. I have two siblings, my brother, 44 male, and my sister, 46 female. Uh, Oh, and by the way, the 39 male was the guy talking about the... Or writing the story. Uh, every year we go trick-or-treating with me and my wife, who's 40, and our kids, who are 10 and 9. Uh, 10 female, 9 male. My brother and his wife, who's 42, and their kids, uh, 13 female, 11 male, and 8 male. My sister and her husband, who's 50, uh, and their kids, 12 male, 10 male, 9 female, and 8 female. And our mom and dad, who are 72 and 74. My dad is a researcher and a professor who, or and is abroad currently, so he won't be there this year. On Tuesday, I believe this happened seven days ago, so last week. Uh, it says here, on Tuesday, we were at dinner at my parents' house. The topic of Halloween costumes came up and all the kids started saying that what they were going to be for Halloween. My sister's oldest is doing matching costumes with uh, his boyfriend, who's 12. Uh, They're both really into vintage fashion and are going as 1950s schoolboys. Nothing crazy, just what a typical boy their age would wear in their 50s. They are also adding a bit of makeup to brighten their face. These boys love makeup, but this is nothing noticeable. My mom was the one who ordered the outfit and it had, arrived, it had arrived a few days before, so he went to try it on. Uh, he was showing everyone it and posing, and he is pretty stereotypically flamboyant gay kid. And when he was posing, my brother's middle son, who's 11, kept making comments that he needed to stop posing and acting like a girl. And when the when the makeup was brought out, he said makeup is for girls. And that at that point, my brother had pulled him aside to talk to him, quote unquote, talk to him. Uh, when they came back, he kept making comments. My nephew is probably is probably one of the cruelest kids I have ever met. Uh, he had 
bullied other kids at school, his siblings, and his cousins. His parents never punish him, so he doesn't stop. He is in the sixth grade elementary runs K through six uh, here, and he uses his power to bully the younger kids as well sometimes. He's lost recess at school. He had to write apology letters, but nothing teachers do work. And I know they're trying, but I know they're trying though. Uh, I pulled my brother aside and I told him if he didn't get his son in line that my family would not be going to tr would not be going trick or treating with them because I didn't want to be around toxicity. He said he'd talk to his wife, but then proceeded to defend his son by talking about how he was a smart kid and said that the misbehavior was probably just from stress from being a gifted kid, and I was being selfish and hurting the other kids by my statement. After we were done talking, he proceeded to tell the family that I what I had said and they were on his side, saying I shouldn't harm the other kids and that I was being overdramatic. My nephew still made comments after that, like telling his cousin that he should dress like a boy like him. He's going as Harry Potter. Um, even my wife and even my wife said I was making a big fuss of it. We don't usually disagree on parenting, so I, am I so I am really wondering now if I am in the wrong. Am I the asshole? What do you girls think? No. I don't think he is, no. I don't think so either. Same. Because if you're going to be like especially if it's sorry, let me go back because I, I can't remember if he said if it was if it was his nephew. Uh, yeah, yeah. So his nephew, the oldest of the sister, is the one who's going with his boyfriend um, as the 1950s. And so if if your cousin is making those comments towards you, obviously you're going to be hurt because that means that he's turning out to be, in my opinion, he looks like, in my opinion, if I were to hear those, I'm immediately thinking homophobic. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. obviously, I'm gonna stand beside this dude writing the story, like, I'm I'm definitely telling you you're not the asshole for this, because you're trying to defend your nephew. Even though your other nephew is the one making the, the comments, you're still defending the, the, the nephew that needs defending. Yeah. So, I definitely thought that that was a really fucked up situation. Um, and for his whole family to be like, oh, you're making, like, you're being, his own wife telling him, you're being dramatic, you're being overdramatic, you're making a big fuss. No, he's not. Because if you don't do something now, that kid is going to grow up being way more of an asshole than anyone. Yeah, exactly. In that family. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I, I, in my opinion, he's not the asshole for it. Um, his family is though, so that's just my thinking. <laughs> uh huh, hundred percent. But that's one. Yeah, of the, that's one of the <laughs> one of the stories that I had picked out because I honestly was just like, that's ridiculous. Um, I did want to ask you girls a question. Uh, because I I was like, I don't know if you girls have their own your own stories, but if you do have your own stories, uh, did you want to share them now? Uh, I have a few. I'll save them for like for the spooky stories. Ooh, okay. 
So I actually don't have any spooky, spooky stories. Um, I don't need. So if you want to go ahead and do the spooky stories, we can go ahead and jump on that. And then we'll go, once you share yours, uh, we'll take turns for each of us to say one. Okay. Well, let me open this one. So a lot of these I found off TikTok. Um, TikTok likes to, like, it's like it just grabs a post and then it has the robot or the AI, like, reading it out loud. And I remember some, like, scary ones would pop up. And this one was, like, insane to me. So it says, the title is, My mother-in-law was poisoning me, then I found out why. And then it starts off that everyone has their own nightmare in-law story, though I couldn't imagine how bad mine would be. As it turns out, the worst thing wasn't my mother-in-law poisoning me, the worst thing was why she did it. I met Craig on one of my rare vacations, and we had sort of a, whirl a whirlwind relationship we fell hard for each other and we were married in a courthouse wedding within two months without ever meeting each other's families mine visited a few weeks later and after their initial shock really liked craig while we got while we got moved in together and figured out married life i got to hear more about his parents who lived near the rest of his extended family a few hours away Though we never saw them, my work schedule is rough, I work six to seven days a week, and my off days are a blur of appointments and errands. I think in the two years before I met Craig, I only left the city once. I finally got a few days off so we could head to visit his family about six months later. His whole family came over, everyone seemed thrilled to meet me except for his mom, Betsy. She was cold and distant and could sit there without saying a single word to me. It was creepy, but I kept trying to spark up a conversation. On our last day, he announced that we should take an afternoon hike up in the international or in the national park. Their house sat on the edge of... Oh my god, that one was worded weird. Betsy made lunch and I was changing to go out when it hit me. Just waves of nausea. I wound up in the bathroom for hours that afternoon. I figured it was just a touch of something... And thought nothing of it. We went back a few months later and again had a great time except for Betsy. She wouldn't talk to me, though Craig brushed it off, said she was just getting to know me. He finally said we could just rent ski ske ugh, jet skis the next day and explore Lake in the next town as a way to get out of the house and unwind, which made me feel better. I was so excited to tell everyone where we were going, but it wasn't meant to be. After eating, I got so sick I could barely walk for the next two days. At this point, I started to get suspicious. No one else was sick, and we all ate the same food. It seemed like Betsy might have been up to something, but it wasn't until our last, our next visit when a night in a romantic cottage another up, hour up the road was canceled due to me getting sick that I was sure Betsy was poisoning me. Craig said I was insane. He said it was an allergy or something his mom used in, his, in her cooking, which actually made sense, though I never had time for an appointment to get it checked out. Still, I decided on the next trip that I'd make a big casserole and bring it with us. If I cooked this food I, and I served it, nothing could be added. Well, I hadn't had two bites before I realized I had left the wine I was drinking unattended. While I was heating up the casserole and my stomach was already doing flips. You know what happened next and it was not pretty. I was so sure his mom was poisoning me and I confronted Craig about it. I told him I wouldn't visit his family again if she was there. It was our first big fight, but he finally said he wouldn't force me to visit, and we could figure out how best to deal with the situation. She had never been nice to me, so it wasn't a loss. The next time I got off, we decided we'd head to the little that little cottage that we had rented before and not been able to use. We were driving right past his family's place, and it seemed rude not to stop. 
but we compromised, bought some pizzas. I even decided not to drink anything unless it was water from the tap. We got in, threw pizza in our on our plates, and one of his cousins arrived. Everyone briefly let, left the food and unattended. I realized my mistake almost immediately and decided an experiment. Craig and I both had two slices, so I switched off our plates while everyone was in the next room. Craig was so sick, I was worried about him. The drive back to the city was awful. We had to pull off a lot, and he was a mess. We had gone back. We had been back home for three days before I broke down and told him I had switched the plates. I've never seen so much anger before. The rage in his eyes is something I'll remember for the rest of my life. He shoved me into a wall and then came flying at me. He threw me over the couch, but somehow I managed to grab my keys and phone and ran out the door, not even wearing shoes. I got lucky with the elevator and made it to a friend's place safely. Finding, finally turning off my phone after I missed his 47th call. I had no idea of what to do or when it would be safe to go home. It was the scariest time of my life. It was two days before I turned my phone back on. When I heard the message from the police, I drove upstate immediately. Craig was dead. Betsy had shot him after he broke into her house and charged at her with a knife. I learned that Craig had been married once before, and his wife died on a tragic hiking accident. Craig, Craig made a lot of money in the life insurance payout, and Betsy was always suspected Craig had killed her, and was nervous about letting him be alone with me, especially out in the remote area he was so familiar with from his childhood. So she ensured that everyone, every time he planned an outing, that I would be sick. It wasn't easy, but she didn't think I would believe her, as no one else had ever shared her suspicious suspicions about Craig. I found the life insurance policies he took out on me without my knowledge afterwards and refused to press charges against Betsy. She was only trying to protect me. I still visit her from time to time when I need to get out of the city. I love her cooking. And that's it. Whoa. So that is so loaded. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's crazy. So what was dude. hold on. What was the original Am I the Asshole question? <laughs> that wasn't the Am I the Asshole. It was just a scary question. It was a scary oh. story. That's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> you were like, mm, so he mm, was married. So who's before? the asshole? <laughs> so did yeah, he, he kill or did before. he not kill the 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 first the first wife? He did. His mom was suspicious about it because oh. he got a lot of money. So Ooh. because nobody else would believe her, she started poisoning the new wife. So that way he wouldn't take her out the same way he took his ex-wife out. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Dude. So she she ended up saving her life. So she, then when Craig went to jail, uh, she kept hanging out with the mom. Talking that's about she stuff. loves her cooking now. Mm. That's crazy, man. That's insane. Jesus Christ. It was really interesting when I first read it. I was like, oh man, I have to read this one. Yeah, that's fucking, <laughs> that's fucking loaded with shit. <laughs> yeah, that was Jesus. Okay, at least and some other ones if y'all want to read some. Ooh, let's let Ali yeah. do one and then uh, we'll switch back. Do one what? Oh, do you not have a story? Ah! Like I have an am I the asshole? 
I'll read two. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'll read one. And then we'll switch back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mine is, am I the asshole for ruining thousands of kids' Halloween and not feeling bad about it? What? Okay. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> That's just my first my first concern is what the fuck uh, happened? Thousands of kids. Yeah. Oh, Why? What did you do to these thousands of kids? Oh god. <laughs> the amount of like imagery that I'm getting <laughs> like different reasons as to why this shit happens. Not a nice. <laughs> Okay. They start with, I live in a large neighborhood, about 90 houses. We are what we are what's considered a rich neighborhood, so our neighborhood has always been a hot spot for trick-or-treaters. Okay. We used to get mm-hmm. about 700 to 1,000 kids a year. I've always okay. loved getting trick-or-treaters because my kids are teens now and don't trick-or-treat anymore. But in the last four years, it's gotten ridiculous. There's thousands of kids and their parents flooding the streets, people with hay in their rigs, carrying kids around, trampling yards, littering candy wrappers everywhere, and the amount of small children walking around by themselves is appalling. People from neighborhood, neighboring towns of 30, oh my god, sorry. People from neighboring towns of 30,000 people take their kids to my neighborhood. I was annoyed, but I never really did anything about it till two years ago. My daughter tripped and broke her arm. We didn't think it was broken, but we wanted to go to the ER anyway to ch- get it checked out. And there were so many people in our neighborhood, we couldn't get out. There were cars everywhere, lining the streets, parked in people's yards. It was horrible. We had to wait until everyone left about 1 a.m. to go to the hospital. My daughter had to wait in pain for hours. At this point, I was done. I contacted the neighbor- neighborhood community, and we managed to get some folks, cops mostly, to stand at the gate with a list and only let certain people folks that lived here family members and friends if you wanted to get in you had to be close with someone in the neighborhood mm-hmm. it was great there were only about 300 kids in the neighborhood and after there were barely any there was barely any trash and we're doing it again this year i recently told my sister what i have done and she got really angry when we were kids we had to trick or treat in other neighborhoods because we lived in the trailer park with no other kids she told me i was a horrible person for ruining thousands of kids halloween but honestly i'm not too broken up about it It was a hazard. If there was a fire or an emergency, no one would be able to get in to help. When I was a kid, there were never any cars lining the street. The residents could get out if they wanted. It was never dangerous. I don't think I'm in the wrong, but I've always respected my sister's opinion. Am I the asshole? Okay. Well, Mo, I need you to go ahead first because I need to think about this one. (laughs) I mean, like he said, his his daughter, well, they thought they that you know her arm was broken and she had to wait for hours because there were so many people like there's so much litter and the parents weren't obviously picking it up like you're not even from there why are you going to leave all your trash on these people's lawns and i don't know the like the way he set it up i mean fuck like 300 kids is a lot i don't even think i get that many kids in my neighborhood Mm -mm. like i get it they came from like a small like little like you know trailer park and stuff but like what about like the other like what just happened with his daughter like he said like what if something super serious happens and it's so crowded you can't get out yeah no i and then you gotta clean up after their mess and shit like (laughs) first of all fuck you to all those parents that left that trash on other people's lawns even though it's not your property don't fucking do that (laughs) 
it's not Facts. your property it's not yours to be like eh, just throw it over there teach your kids some manners man second exactly. off <laughs> second off i'd have to agree because you're not the asshole in this situation because with what you just said as well as it being so crowded what if something were to happen like a fire or a shooting or something like that around that area how the fuck were you gonna get out it's insane yeah. it's, it's if it's insanely packed that way hell no i definitely agree i would have done the same thing in my opinion uh because of the safety of my kids and yeah, yeah. it's a huge hazard it is a very huge hazard I Tell me why when not... you said fuck you, I thought you said it to me. I was like, whoa, hold no, on. No, no, sorry, no. <laughs> That's why I added to the parents. <laughs> no, I know. Sorry. I was like, oh shit. Oh, I wasn't quick oh, no, enough. I wasn't fast enough. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ali. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I think they're not the asshole because of the whole safety thing. They did add more info at the bottom. So it says there was no one in the cars. They were parked in the middle of the road and in the yard, so there was no way for me or an ambulance to get through unless every driver in that neighborhood at the same time went to their cars at the same time and drove out. My daughter was 13 and in the awkward phase where she doesn't want to bother anyone for help and said it didn't hurt that bad. Mm. Yeah, but so still... I think that they're the asshole for that because, like, your kid's health was compromised because people wanted candy. Like, that's... No. Mm. yeah but in, in the situation of where he it was a, it's a dude that's talking right i'm not saying he just because it he doesn't say okay in the situation that this parent was like this is gonna be a problem we need to fix this as soon as possible this is a big hazard for the community um do this this and this i agree in that situation only because of one, you're leaving trash. If I was living there, ooh, I would have been pissed. Literally, I would have thrown hands with whoever the fuck was throwing shit on my on my yard, because I'm working my ass off to keep my yard clean. So don't you fucking come over here and be like candy wrappers, fucking everywhere. No, <laughs> fuck you. Not towards Mo. <laughs> Not towards Mo. <laughs> Not towards Mo. No, but um, like, what the hell are, what kind of trash are they leaving everywhere? They got like all these cups and shit. Like, are they bringing food and being like eating in their cars and eating like, what I don't know, just in the neighborhood or something? Like, like candy wrapper sounds like, like the idea, but like a lot of kids usually collect their candy and then wait till they get home to eat it. But like, yeah. What are you? Are you bringing dinner it with might, you? It you might gonna... be cups like those, um, those like styrofoam cups or like the plastic uh -huh. cups, not the plastic cups. The um, oh shit, what are those cups called? Uh, the red ones, the red plastic so ones. cups, yeah, those ones might be those where they're bringing yeah, like still... drinks with them or some shit, yeah. Either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Fuck you for leaving <laughs> trash on my yard. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. That dude, tell me why that shit happens to me all the time in this neighborhood that I live in. Every morning that I wake up, mind you, every night I go, I try to go out there and like clean up everything that I can. Every morning I find every new piece of trash on my damn yard. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude. I hated that shit. 
Dude, uh, there's this, uh, my, behind my parents' house, there's this uh, apartment, and every other day I would find trash back there. And it's crazy, though, because both, like, the apartment, the back of the apartment is facing the back of my parents' house. So, like, they're facing away from each other, but somehow we kept finding trash on our fucking backyard, which was weird. And we were like, mm, why are y'all just coming around and tossing shit over the fence? Mm. Like, they were like, like, they did so much shit. <laughs> But it was awful. Yeah. So imagining like thousands of people leaving a bunch of shit in your yard is oh my god. Oh my god, it would be the biggest pain in the ass to clean that up afterwards. Yeah, no, for sure. Really? I literally can't wait to move out of this area. <laughs> move out of this neighborhood because dude, ugh, the people here are not the fucking cleanest. And I'm just like <sighs> one of these days. Ooh, you know what? The day before Mm, I'm thinking something. Maybe I shouldn't say it on air. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say it here. I'm gonna keep There's it to a... myself. But I know exactly what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Isn't there a TikTok sound where it's like, "Ooh, whoa," something like that? I don't remember the whole sound, but that's what you just reminded me of right now. <laughs> I haven't heard it in forever. In the back of my mind, went, "Ooh." <laughs> uh, I Go ahead. Huh? What were you saying? What do you think? What? <laughs> Never mind. What were you saying? <laughs> oh, I just watched <laughs> Oh, yeah. Dude, but I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not, I can't say here because I, if not, I'm going to get in trouble. Well, nah. No, I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> Never mind. I'll tell you girls after, but I'm going to keep this shit to myself from the, away from the podcast. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> all right so i have another am i the asshole story for you girls uh and this one's called let me go back to the top uh am i the asshole for refusing to change my halloween costume after already buying it uh this was three days ago um this was a lady who posted it so it says here i 23 female have been in a rather healthy relationship for the past four years with my fiance, who's 25. So surface level things like appearance has never been a problem until now. I have a problem with self-image myself and I never dress to show skin. Baggy t-shirts and sweatpants are my go-to. Therapy has helped me through a lot of barriers regarding getting over not liking my body. This year for Halloween, we are going to... We are going on a bar crawl. I'm not sure what that is. So I decided to step out of my... Sorry? You just switch bars. Oh, so like bar hopping? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, So I decided to step out of my comfort zone and buy something that I normally wouldn't wear. The costume is a Renaissance-based... Uh, Is a... No, sorry. Is Renaissance-based. So I have a long cream dress and a bodice that wraps around my waist enhancing my chest area. I have never worn anything like this so it's a huge step. Two days ago my costume was delivered from Amazon so naturally I had to try it on to see if it looked fine and all the pieces fit. For once I thought I looked beautiful like I could have been born during the era. Relieved I ran upstairs to my fiance. The look on his face was devastating to my self-esteem, and what he said after completely caught me off guard. 
He told me that I looked like I was trying too hard and that I needed to cover up more if he was going to go out in public with me. I cried and quickly yeah mm-hmm. I cried and quickly left a room to change out of my costume. I didn't understand and I was very angry since this has never been a problem before. After I had taken it off, my ho- my fiance comes downstairs and presses that I return the costume to and buy a new one. Flabbergasted in disbelief, I immediately said no and that I would be wearing it Halloween night. After a couple minutes of arguing, I put my foot down and told him I was sticking with this costume. If he didn't like it, then he didn't have to join me on Halloween. He stormed off pissed and hasn't really talked to me. So am I the asshole for refusing to change my Halloween costume? Absolutely what not. Was the, what was the costume again? So it's a... Uh, let me go back. The costume is Renaissance-based. So I have a long cream dress and a bodice that wraps around my waist, enhancing my chest area. So it is, it's a long dress. Uh, and there's, hold on, let me see if I can find a picture of this. She says she found it on Amazon. Let me see if I can find it myself. Because now I want to know what Amazon. it looks like. <laughs> long cream dress with bodice maybe green color where are the colors why can't i see the colors cream dress and a bodice that wraps around waist okay cream dress with wrap around waist bodice Hmm. I I guess think... I guess it's just a long what the fuck Halloween Okay, let's do this. Halloween Renaissance dress. Oh cute. Okay. Okay. So think about let me send a picture so that way you guys can or you girls can can see what I'm talking about. But it's this basically. I'm gonna send it on the Discord, on the general Discord, so that way everybody who is on the Twitch stream chat right now, you guys can go over to our Discord. You guys can go over to the uh, general chat, um, and you will find everything that we're talking about there. Um, or every like pictures of what we're talking about right now um but it looks like this is what she's talking about so she's saying that it there's a bodice that wraps around her waist and like her tummy area which gives a boost to her chest is what she's going for not bad at all that is very oh cute oh my god that is cute that is very cute i would have definitely gone for something like this yeah, yeah, no, fuck, fuck yeah. you for telling her to return that shit. That yeah, is no, awesome. No. You should be proud of your your, your soon-to-be wife. I hope... Well, let me look at the update. <laughs> but let me get your responses on this. No, I think he's the asshole for, like, mm-hmm. trying to get her to, like, like, not encouraging her to, like, step out of her comfort zone. Ooh. 
he feels good. She's like, oh yeah, like, like I felt confident and stuff. Like what? That dress, that dress. He decided to be like, mm, no, you're trying too hard. That is not trying too hard at all. There are so many people who go to Renaissance festivals looking like exactly like that. Nobody has a problem with it. Literally. Mm -hmm. That purple one I just said though, that one's pretty cute. I that, like that one's one cute. But yeah, that's this looks amazing. Please don't return your thing. Please don't do it because it's it looks amazing. Yeah, no, fuck him. So she did write an update. <clears throat> let me let me share this with you. Uh, we had a talk and everyone who said that he was threatened slash insecure needs a cookie. This does not mean that all the great advice I received will go out the window. The points made to help me watch out for further signs in go in a special spot in my head. So thank you, everyone. I really do appreciate all of you. So from what I understand from this is that she had a talk with him and maybe realized how much of... Uh, how insecure he was himself mm -hmm. so but uh if she if you happen to ever hear this episode on anything really um i hope you didn't return the dress because that is freaking cool um keep that shit for yourself and wear it whenever you'd like because man having Go something like that festivals. yeah dude do it <laughs> like if you, if you feel amazing in that dress, fucking wear it. Ain't nobody Bad. stopping you. Use it for your wedding. Throw it Hell in yeah. his face. Throw it in his face. There we go. Facts. Thank you. Alright, so let's see here. Uh, anybody else have a story? Yeah, a scary story. <laughs> Okay, go for it. I don't really find in my dinosaur stories. I just have these scary stories from TikTok. <laughs> okay, so this one's titled My Missing Husband Came Home, but I know it it just isn't him. Ooh. So it says My husband went missing six months ago, just went to work one day and never came home. It was a horrible shock to the whole neighborhood because things like that just didn't happen in our little slice of white picket fence suburbia. The police launched an investigation and the neighborhood watch sent out search parties, but no one ever found any evidence to indicate what happened to him. Our families were devastated. Recently, the missing posters have been taken down or papered over. The updates from the police became less and less frequent and dwindled away. I accepted that. Hard as it was to admit, my Rick wasn't coming back until he did. A week ago, I was in the back gardening back garden watering my petunias when i heard the garden gate creak open i jerked my head in that direction and there he was exactly the same as the day he disappeared same windswept blonde hair and bright blue eyes same curl to his pink lips i was in shock our families had mourned for him and yet there he was standing in our garden like he had just popped out for milk or something when i asked where he had been he said he didn't know he couldn't remember anything about the last six months all of our all our family and friends are beside themselves with joy with joy. They almost can't believe it, but that's just the thing. I don't believe it. Look, I understand how crazy this all sounds. I do. Our families would never believe me and I can't go to the police unless I want to end up in a straitjacket. But I just know that the man sleeping next to me isn't my husband. I don't know what to do. I know I should be happy, but I'm not. 
I'm terrified. I don't know much about anything supernatural or paranormal. I don't even like watching horror movies, but something about this whole situation makes my skin crawl. Just let me explain why I'm so sure. Once I've done that, hopefully one of you will believe me and you'll be able to tell me what to do. The morning after, quote-unquote, Rick came home, I, came, I made him a cup of tea. When I handed it to him, he gave me the brightest smile. Then he took a sugar cube from the dish on the table and dropped it into the cup. Our house was in chaos with his return, and I was still in shock. So I didn't give it much... I didn't give it... I didn't think of it much at the time, but it's been replaying in my mind ever since. I know it doesn't sound very significant, but my husband never put sugar in his tea he's always admit that it ruined the taste and he'd get so frustrated if i ever put sugar in his cup by accident and yet this man had sugar then it was the golf a few days ago when he was out visiting his mom i recorded a golf tournament that was showing on the tv it was one of rick's favorite golfers that was competing and he never missed it once he even skipped out on an anniversary dinner just to watch a championship only when he came back from his parents and I told him what I'd done, he just seemed unbothered. Like, he said thanks and everything, and he asked if I wanted to get dinner. He didn't even watch it, and that's just so out of character for him. Then one night, I woke up around 2 a.m. to see Rick's face inches from mine, just looking at me with these blank eyes. I kind of gave this nervous laugh, <laughs> laugh and asked, baby, what are you doing? He didn't answer. For like a solid 30 seconds, he just stared, almost like he was looking right through me. Then suddenly smiled and said, Sorry, honey, sometimes I can't believe this is real. Then he just rolled over and went to sleep. I didn't get much sleep after that myself. Oh. No, fuck that, dude. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Yesterday... Possessed. <laughs> yeah. He's gone. He's not there. That's not him. <laughs> Yesterday, about a week after he came home, the neighborhood threw a street party to celebrate his return. Everyone from our street and the streets on either side turned up to see him and tell him how happy they are that he's alright. When he wasn't standing with his arm around my waist, he was milling around chatting amicably to each other in each of one of each one of the, our neighbors, even the little kids. Jackson, our next door neighbor, Sally's toddler, wanted to play peekaboo, and Rick happily played along with a smile on his face. Now, my husband never did that. Rick always said he didn't like kids. That's why he never had any. And so he never wanted to play with any of the neighborhood children, especially not Jackson. Rick all but avoided him, but he disappeared. I had started to suspect it was it was so I wouldn't see them together and notice the sub subtle but unmistakable similarities. The final nail in the coffin proverbially speaking, was Sally. Just this morning, she came knocking on our door. She, her excuse was the tray of brownies she carried, but I think she just wanted to push her way into our morning so that she could see for herself what the situation was. After she left, I called her nose, nosy busybody. Rick laughed, kissed my head, and agreed with me. That was when I knew for sure that it really couldn't be him. Rick always used to get so mad whenever I insulted Sally. Like I didn't have any right to hate her, even though she's... She'd been fucking my husband for years. I hadn't read this entire story. This is... Oh my god. <laughs> okay. But today... <laughs> but today there was none. <laughs> but today there was none of that. He didn't even try to defend her. I know what you must be thinking. If he was in an accident or something, he might have had some kind of traumatic brain injury that caused him to forget some things about his life, maybe even change his personality, and that's a valid reasonable explanation. I have no doubt if that I have no doubt it's what the police would tell me if I reported all this. 
But you know why I'm dead certain that man isn't my husband? He doesn't have a scar. If he was really Rick, he'd have Ooh. a scar on his forehead shaped like the golf club I hit him with. But there's nothing, not a mark. Honestly, uh -huh. I'm this close to going out tonight and digging up my petunias just to make sure he's still under there. I don't know who I'm sharing a bed with, but I know it's not my husband, so what the hell am I gonna do? Part two, there's a part two. Oh god. Pause. Yo, okay, wait, pause, pause, pause. That's insane. I know. This I know. is your first time reading this? To us? Well, I read I read like the first half. I never read the second half. No, no, no. This is your first time like telling us this story, right? Yes. Ooh, I am having yeah. the worst deja vu right now. <laughs> oh Lord. But I tell this you, I have been having deja vu for the past three weeks. Yeah, like there's no fucking the tomorrow because i literally had this i literally had like the scariest i guess in, in my opinion the scariest deja vu in my opinion because literally i knew exactly what would happen and this is mind you this is when we were playing um was it gta, GTA. with jp yeah and i was, was like man <laughs> she scared the shit out of me God. I haven't recorded too. It's funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> and she I was, was like, my she's like my deja vu. I know ended once I see a red car. I accidentally hit another car and it runs into a red car and I go clumsy, <laughs> clumsy, you know. <laughs> but it was so freaky because it was like to the T of everything that had already happened. I've already lived it. And I'm just like, I know I've been in this position position already. Like, I've been in this, like, I've seen the things that are happening on the screen already. The, the, the story you're talking about, I've already heard it from you. Oh, shit. Like, you were telling us this story already. That's all I gotta say. I Spooky season, baby! <laughs> Spooky season! <laughs> you're scaring me! <laughs> That's all I, I gotta say. I know the account is called... Look, the account to all this is called not the account. The community that this was posted in is called No Sleep. I, I, I would mm. like to sleep. <laughs> is that the the this page that's gonna make me it's clumsy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. This is part two. So it says, "Hi everyone. I want to thank you all for your concern and support. Even though I'm not giving out my real name, I obviously took a huge risk by telling anyone this at all, and I'm so grateful you've all tried to be helpful. I'm so sorry for delaying and updating. I will had some things to figure out, so I'll start with that. What I know: one, my husband is dead. In the end, I decided not to dig up the petunias. It was a rash and advis unadvisable uh, un notion, which I had." I have since abandoned because I have since abandoned because I realized how much worse things could get if I was caught. I've been smart about the whole thing so far, and I'm not about to throw that all away. It's too big of a risk. I did, however, thoroughly examine the flowers and the earth around them for any sign of disturbance, but I found none. Of course, I found none. I don't know what I thought had happened that my garden was some sort of pet cemetery and my husband had clawed his way back from be the beyond. Even to me, of all people, that sounds crazy. No, my husband is dead. In my heart, I know that beyond any shadow of a doubt, which means that whoever's in my kitchen right now is a complete stranger. He looks and sounds exactly like Rick. His own parents don't even notice the difference, for heaven's sake, but he doesn't even, but he doesn't act like him at all, which tells me again that he is a stranger, that he never knew me before this, and he certainly never knew Rick. He 
doesn't enjoy the things Rick enjoyed. He doesn't say the sort of things Rick said. He doesn't complain. He doesn't raise his voice. He doesn't lie or gaslight or cheat. Frankly, he's a better husband than Rick ever was. Honestly, when I think about it like that, I'm almost tempted to just let it go. I try to let it go, not to get caught up in worrying about and worrying and just accept my new life for what it is. I find myself unable to let it go because even though this man seems ordinary and kind of reasonable, kind and reasonable, there's one thing that scares me still. For someone who has, for someone to have so confidently taken Rick's place, they would somehow have to be sure themselves that the real Rick would not return to complicate their plans. However innocent or sincere those plans may be, whoever this man is who who is calling himself Rick, he must surely know that Rick is dead. And if he knows that, I would bet anything that he knows how. I've gambled with my life and freedom before, and I don't tend to do so again. A couple of you suggested that Rick might have a twin f a twin that, for whatever reason, I never knew about, or perhaps a doppelganger who saw his chance at a more comfortable life and took it. Either of those seemed to me to be the closest of the realm of possibility, so they were the first theories I set out to confirm or disapprove. A DNA test would surely be able to confirm whether this man is my husband's twin or something, or someone completely unrelated. Of course, I was hardly going to tell him about it. At best, he would refuse, and at worst, well, I didn't want to find out. So about a week after my last post, I ordered two separate DNA tests, designing for finding one's relative and ancestors had them delivered while Rick was at work. Then a few nights later, I waited until he was asleep. Actually asleep, not half asleep and staring. I had pulled out a few strands of his hair, not enough that it would be noticeable in the morning, but sufficient amount to send away in a little tube to be analyzed. Much to my relief, he didn't wake up. I'm not sure how I would have explained it if he had. I had sent the hair away to the DNA test companies, and they told me I'd have to wait a couple of weeks for the results. And in those couple of weeks, things have gotten strange, shall we say. You see, I've noticed that Rick never seems to eat his of his own accord. Like, he'll make dinner for us both, but that seems more to do with when I mentioned that I'm hungry than his own desire to eat. He doesn't snack between meals. He never goes for a glass of water. I don't even think he takes anything with him to work for lunch. There's something else, too. Rick's beard trimmer is still in its box, exactly where he left it six months ago, covered in dust and quite obviously unused, and yet Rick has been home for nearly a month and his beard doesn't seem to be any longer, even though he used to trim it twice a week. On top of that, the staring has become a frequent occurrence, and not just in the middle of the night. I catch him watching me during the day, too, always looking away or laughing it off when I notice him doing it. Anyway, I might as well tell you why I'm writing this now, because I can't make head or tail of the situation anymore. The DNA test came back in the mail this afternoon before Rick came home from work. I opened them quickly, eager to see who was included in the list of relatives, whether there were any names I recognized. Either way, it would answer my question, only I don't have an answer. All I have are more questions because the first test came back as inconclusive, with a note from the company telling me I had sent them a viable hair sample. I, I had to send them a viable hair sample in order for it to work. I don't understand that. I cut the hair myself, after all. And what did they mean by viable? But it was the second test that concerned me the most, where there should be... There should have been information about demographic and regional origin. There was nothing. Only a line printed black letter spelling out the word unknown. Where there should have been a list of relatives and ancestors, there was no one. Just no one related to Rick. No one. No. I mean no one. According to the DNA test, this man has no relatives, no family, no ancestors, no biological connections near or distant. 
that should be impossible, right? How can a person exist without any kind of relation? And how can he come from nowhere? I'm typing this up on the computer in the study with several tabs open on various Google searches as I try to figure out how this could be possible. The DNA test lies on the table behind me, taunting me with evidence of everything I don't know. And then I hear it, clear as day coming from the doorway behind me. Rebecca? If I didn't know any better, I'd say my heart stopped. I would know that voice anywhere. I've never heard him come in. I've never heard the door open. Dimly in the back of my mind, I recall that our doors creak every time it opens. How could I not have heard it? I turn over my shoulder towards not Rick, a false bright smile on my face. He is not smiling. His face is calm, but there's something hard about the line of his mouth that sets me on the edge. What the hell is this? His voice is perfectly level, but something about it makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. There's an undertone to his voice that I haven't noticed before now. Something low, subtly grating. Even the real Rick never sounded like that. He holds something up, one eyebrow arched. When I'm, what I see when, bleh, when I see what he's holding, my stomach plummets. The results of the DNA test. And that's it. What? Yeah. Nope. That's not your husband. He killed her. <laughs> what the hell? So it's okay. The fact that you said that you were risking, you know, saying that you killed him and whatnot, you're still at a chance of risking it because your story, if, you know, if, you know, hackers happen to look up and dish it and whatnot, they're able to trace back that story to the IP address of your computer. <laughs> So you're yeah. still, like, you're admitting to murder, so they could still eventually find you. Um, and plus, you've also mentioned the burial site, so, yeah. <laughs> you're fucked there. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, that man that is living with you is not your husband. He's, no. I don't know who the fuck he is. Uh, there are people who, okay, it's true there are you can't exist without coming from somewhere but you can also exist with saying that you didn't come from somewhere so you can you could literally change up your birth certificate your social security your id to show that you have no relatives that's a thing you can do that if you were to find out who their real name is because that's not your husband and you know whatever um you could find that information um but you would have to go through like immense amounts of paperwork and shit to find that or like paperwork and not paperwork paper trails uh to in order to find that information uh but under his name now he's you're not going to find shit if that's his name that's all i got to say but that's not your that is not your husband and the fact that he's staring at you throughout the day and throughout the night is creepy as fuck. Yeah, if I, just... dude, if I were to ever wake up with somebody's face right fucking here next to mine, Swing. your shit I'm is getting swinging. rocked. <laughs> That's all Thanks. I gotta Bitch, <laughs> just fucking slap him or. <laughs> yeah. Six feet. <laughs> Social distance. Yeah, your shit's getting rocked. Because if you're, like, right here staring into my eyes, yeah, no, you're gonna be missing an eye. 
<laughs> no, if I wake up and you scare me half to death because you're in my face, best believe you're catching a left and a right, homie. Like, back up. Back up. <laughs> a God-given. Like... <laughs> you should have thrown hands. That should have been the first thing she should have done. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Just, you know, like, just smiling at him. What the fuck is that going to do? <laughs> right like, like I oh my god why'd you hit me Hell no. <laughs> oh yeah no it's true <laughs> it's true One, we two. might scream but we're gonna fucking hit you either way <laughs> i'm gonna scream while i'm hitting you the fuck, like i'm ripping <laughs> why, why'd you hit me i mean you've been gone all this long and then you, i wake up and you're staring at me you don't think i'm gonna remember that you you came back I'm, the first thing i'm gonna do is swing <laughs> yes. I warned you once, I'll do it again. <laughs> you were only here for a couple of hours. I'm not used to you yet. Of course. Duh. <laughs> it's funny. At the like, I like how I didn't read the rest of it because as soon as all this like crazy stuff when it said that he had been cheating on her and then the lady came by with brownies <laughs> and he didn't pay her any mind and was <laughs> like, oh yeah, whatever. I was like, oh, oh shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's the it's that's crazy. the reason why she killed him. That's the reason. That has to, that <laughs> it has, has to be. be. <laughs> yeah. She found out about the affair of like however long it's been. That's probably the reason why he's got a scar he's... and is dead under the petunias. <laughs> yeah. That's why when she was like, Oh, he doesn't have a scar, I was like, Oh yeah, because I mean if he was in an accident, he'd have to have something, especially if like he didn't remember whatever, right? Or his whole personality changed. Yeah. And then she said he's dead under the garden. I was like, Oh okay. I can't I buried his ass under the petunias. <laughs> how the fuck like, does he not have a scar? Like, how are you? She's like, how are you going to negate all my hard work because you want to come back from the dead? <laughs> oh, you're still causing me problems. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Bruh. laughs> <Like a> ridiculous, dude. <laughs> you know what? I you busted know what? my I'm ass gonna... to put you down there. Why the fuck didn't you stay there? <laughs> I'd be mad at it, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's funny. I love that one. <laughs> Man, I, I didn't know there was a part more. two to that bitch. <laughs> I didn't know either. This shit was crazy. My de- that's where I stopped the deja vu was when you said that she was, or, or that he was fucking the neighbor or fucking whoever it was. Susan? Sally. Sally. Yeah, that's where it stopped. <laughs> that's what, all I knew. <laughs> but it was just funny the fact that she was like, yeah, no, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Clumsy for her deja vu, deja vu. She was like, mm, "There's a bitch. There's a bitch named Sally." Yeah, I, was like, I don't know what she has. Anything it's to do Susan, with Sally, Sally. It's some shit. I know it's there. <laughs> I was like, I know she brought oh something with her, and she's she was like, she was mad at the fact that they were fucking each other, and I don't know, it was some bullshit. But yeah, I was like, man, and that's why I was I gasped at first was because I was like, man, I've heard this before. I've heard this before. I was like, I've heard her tell us this before. And I just kept thinking about it. And I just kept hearing you, like, talk about the story. And then as soon as you were like, oh, and then there's this neighbor. And I was like, Sally. It's <laughs> like, it has to be her. She was like, she went- her name is Sally. And I was like, wait. <laughs> yup. <laughs> that bitch. I knew it. 
Hold on, I'm gonna read one more just because I feel like I should end off with another really, really creepy one. Yes, this please. one it says the title is very creepy enough. It says, All of the women in my family die at age 27. I turn 28 in two hours and 32 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So it says, my dad always wanted a son. He got three daughters instead. He, hate us, he hated us all, hated my twin sisters, hated my mother, but hated me most of all because I was the last child my mother had before she died. That didn't stop him from treating me like his little boy. Didn't stop him from attempting to beat the hatred of his own gender into me. Quit your crying, he'd snap, or you'll end up like sn a sn your sniveling bitch of a mother. After years of that shit, he was shocked that I grew up as a tomboy. I think he hated that even more because I was just a constant reminder of what he never got to have. Mm -hmm. My mom, my mother died when she was only 27. When I was only four, the coroner ruled her death as a natural passing, which we some weird heart complication that took her in her sleep. My dad, though, says it was because of her family's curse. Whenever I came to him, desperate for more information about a, about a mother I never really knew, he, nev he never had much to say. I'm convinced he was just drunk since the day she died. Every woman in her damn family, they die when they're 27, he'd sputter in between belches, his breath reeking of stale beer. I think the real curse is that my mom was the one to die and not him. I wasn't fully convinced by the ramblings of a pe perpetually drunk man, but when I lost both of my sisters just months before their 28th birthday, I knew it couldn't be a coincidence. Moira had found... Moira was found murdered, her face practically blasted off by a shooter Whoa. while she was on a jog. Joy took her own life only days later. I was the only one who I was the one who found her hanging in the bedroom of her apartment as I came to pick her up from Moira's funeral. She'd been there swinging from the rafters all night. It was hard to live a normal life when you know you have an expiration date, especially when it when it encompasses an entire year. I always dreaded my birthday, which was an early an early age because associated less with fun and birthday cake and more with worry and funeral caskets. But once Moira and Joy died, my next birthday, 25, was the most dreadful day of my life. 26 was worse, 27 unimaginable. This is it, I thought as I closed all of the blinds in my, in my apartment, downing the last drop of vodka in the bottle. This is the last year of my life. 27 has been uneventful to say the least. Why would I make any long-term plans, forge any meaningless relationships when I know they simply cannot last? The worst part of this year has been simply not knowing when my impending death is coming. It had been, it could have been any day within the last 364 hours. Or, what? It could have been any day within the last 364. It could be within the next minute. Oops, sorry. I must admit, I became something of a reckless. My windows always shuttered, additional locks installed in my door, letting the phone ring through to voicemail, voicemail hiding under my covers with lights out whenever I got a knock on my door. I stocked up on preserved foods and various goods that I would need to last the year. I was so paranoid that I even covered my mail slot, stuffed a towel in the space beneath my door. I didn't want anything getting through the from the outside world. God forbid, an anthrax litter. Falling off the face of the earth didn't matter much anyway. I didn't have friends or family anymore. My mother and my... F Both of my sisters were dead and my dad disowned me when I came out as a lesbian after my sisters died. I moved away and severed contact soon after. The night before my 27th birthday, I started getting these strange calls from a blocked number. I always had anxiety about phone calls, so I just let it ring. The number kept calling at least once per day throughout the past year. The knocking started. Once a week... 
at first, but it's been getting worse. More frequent and the pounding on my door, more frantic each time. Convinced it had something to do with the inedible, inedible death. <laughs> I've been driven mad by unknown visitor, especially over the past week. I got ready for bed last night knowing that tomorrow, today now, is the day I turn 28. My time had run out and I searched for comfort in a bottle of liquor. I didn't find it. I fell into bed drunk and delirious and prayed the morning wouldn't come, though I knew it would. I eventually got to sleep, but it was restless and unsatisfying. The kind of sleep where you feel you have one eye open, always watching. That's why I was quick to wake when the door to my bedroom creaked open early in the morning, before the sign of first light. I shot up in my bed, glancing around my room in a frenzied panic, at first seeing nothing out of the ordinary other than the door pushed lightly ajar. A closer look revealed something I'd missed, something that sent my heart racing, froze me to my core. Two dark figures stood in the empty space behind the half-open door, unmoving almost like a pair of statues, waiting, watching, wordless. Leave me, leave me alone, I squeaked, unable to move, paralyzed in the power of their presence. The shadowy figures instead shuffled out from behind the door, creeping slowly towards me in the dark. I knew this would certainly be the end of my life, the fulfillment of my curse if I didn't act. Suddenly, recalling the defense methods I had drilled into my mind, I flipped my bedside lamp onto the stud on to stun the intruders and reach underneath the table to pull the knife I duct taped there a year ago, a 27th birthday gift to myself. As soon as the light flooded the room, Though I knew the blade would be of no use, my intruders were not a pair of assassins, not humans ones, at least. Not human ones, at least. In the yellow light of the lamp, I disgrinned the identities of the dark figures. They were my sisters. Joy stood at the foot of my bed, pale in the same conservative black dress I found her dead in years ago. The one she'd pick out for Moira's funeral. Her head hung parallel to her shoulders, neck grotesquely bent from her hanging. Moira had a few steps behind her. Moira was a few steps behind her. I could only assume it was her, considering the severity of her injuries. She suffered she, she suffered a gunshot wound to the head, so brutal that she, we were not allowed to see her after her death. So intense that it had entirely disfigured her. The lower half of her face had been reduced to a pit of gore, her jawbone barely attached on one side, her mouth mangled with only several teeth remaining studded randomly through the mess. Why are you here? I cried, gathering my knees to my chest and holding them tight. Are you... are you here to take me? Joy made a feeble attempt to shake her head, the sight of her face only brushing weakly against her shoulder. She waited several moments before, before putting one of her feet in front of the other, moving towards the side of my bed. As I reconciled, instinctively she slowed her pace, while trailed after her until they were both beside me. I whimpered as Joy leaned o over me her head flopping forward suddenly with emotion, neck cracking sick sickingly, with her lips brushing against my ear, she whispered, she tried. Her speech was labored and wheezing as if her vocal cords had nearly been shredded. What do you mean, Joy? I pleaded. Her lips moved against my ear once more, but no sounds came out despite a clear, sternest effort. Moira wagered an attempt at answering my query, but only success succeeded oh my God, in sputtering blood from the gaping wound in her face, ejecting one of her remaining teeth onto the floor as her jawbone swung precariously, barely hanging on. Jesus, I've never read the entirety of this thing. This is insane. She raised one hand, <laughs> slowly curling it into a fist before striking knuckles furiously against my bedpost. The incessant 
sound startling me, I forced my eyes tight, shut tight and pulled my knees even closer against my chest. Moira not seemed to only... Moira's knocking seemed only to escalate in volume, seemed to go on forever, until finally it stopped. I cracked my eyes open to find both my sisters had vanished, but the light of early morning had begun to spill in through the slates of my blinds. It was just past six o'clock, the 7th of June, the day of my 28th birthday. I was born at 9.26am. Once I learned of the curse, I burned the time of my ultimate expiration into my head. I had only three hours and 16 minutes left to live. If I even had that long, draping my covers over my head, I resolved to spend the rest of my life asleep. I figured I'd rather pass peacefully in my sleep like my mother did than suffer to a fate similar to my sister's. My, plan was, my plans were interrupted, however, by that damn knocking on the door. The interruption usually didn't seem so early in the morning. I decided to initially to ignore the strange visitor, but pulled the blankets back down as soon as a certain sense of familiar, familiarity struck me. The pounding on the door reminded me all too much of Moira's knocking just moments before. It could have easily been a trick of the curse, but something compelled me to approach the door. What do you want? I called from the barrier, clinging to the relative safety it provided. The reply came from an unfamiliar man's voice. I just have a letter for you, miss. Just slide it under the door and please leave. I returned using my bare foot to remove the towel I used to block the space, the small space beneath it. He deposited a bright yellow envelope under the door as I requested. I waited quietly for the sounds of receding footsteps before sliding on a pair of gloves to handle the letter. It was addressed to me, simply my name, by first name and with no address. Carefully, I unsealed the envelope to reveal a birthday card I hadn't received one in years. Bright sparkling letters on the front form, Daughter, you're 27. I joked at the sick joke. I hadn't received a birthday card since I was a child, and my dad couldn't even get my birthday right. I didn't even think he knew my address. I cracked it open gingerly to read the message inside. Laura, if you're reading this, your father has killed me. Don't believe a thing he or the police say. I was not the target of a random attack. I did not die of natural causes, and I certainly did not commit suicide. I would never leave you if I had the choice. The truth is I died the truth is I died is because I found the truth behind my family's curse and foolishly told your father. He was in on it the whole time, planted in my life by some secret society to eradicate me, to eradicate us. What we have is not a curse, it is a gift, a gift of immense power, the power to heal, but the power to harm just the same. We came into our power at the age of twenty eight, a number associated with independence, leadership, and self sufficiency. An age where we can handle the responsibility of such power inevitably comes with it's a strong number and you will come into great strength. You've always been a strong girl. I've made sure it it made it this far, but at the same time, I know you have. You were always a feisty girl for the, for the four years I had the pleasure of knowing you, of loving you. You never let anyone tell you what to think or do, especially not your father. Happy birthday. I love you, Mom. I closed the card softly, thinking of the strained word of my sister's. Mom tried to warn them, but they didn't listen. The pieces of the puzzle slid into place. My dad must have murdered Moira, and Joy ended her own life out of grief and belief that she would inevitably be next. At the time of this writing, I only have two hours and two thirty-two minutes until I officially turn twenty-eight. Over the past hour or so, I've already begun to feel power flowing into my body, electrifying as it as it runs through my veins. I will. I will the towel of reposition itself under the door, and it does so, sliding across the floor on its own. 
I need to keep myself safe until 9.26. After all, I'm planning to surprise my father for a visit on my birthday. Is there, like, five parts to this? Why? Whoa, okay. So, so he, he ended up murdering... Why would he do that? Because it says he was some part of part of some secret society, and she's part of like I guess these witches or whatever. His oh, family is okay, or something. And because I was about she to say the Illuminati. <laughs> no, ah, uh, might 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 as well be I guess. But she it said that he was part of a secret society and that she should have never told him about this quote-unquote curse. I think she told him it as a joke or something, or maybe it was, like, kind of true. And so he decided to keep up with it. Hmm. That's probably why he wanted a boy, so that way... Because I guess the women get it? I don't know. That's interesting. That's crazy. No. Weird. That's so, oh my god. It is weird, because, like, you killed... Then again, you did express that you didn't really like your daughters and your wife. Yeah. But, fuck Damn. you. That's fucking awful. Asshole. Yeah, fucking asshole. Like, he didn't even gain anything from it. Like No, he doesn't. That's so stupid. I'm just guessing he was so devoted to that society, whatever that he was in. You know what that reminds me of? Now that we're talking about spooky mm -hmm. stuff. Okay. So, do y'all remember that documentary? Um, America's Next Door... Or no. America's... Something. Hold on. <laughs> I forgot. With, uh... Okay. So, it's the wife with the two girls. With the two little girls. And they were... They were killed by the... The husband. Because he had an affair with another lady. Oh man, it was on. It was on Netflix. It was like a really big thing at the time. Uh, Shannon. He told us about it. Shannon something. Oh my gosh! Wow, I can't think. Um, let me pull up my Netflix. Oh, quick. American um murder next um, door. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So, so. I saw a TikTok. Oh, I wonder if I can look it up. I'll look it up and like share it on on the Discord general. But um, I saw a TikTok. Uh, it looked to be like a really recent uh, footage of a body cam from a, a police officer. But um, somebody, somebody had called the police to go to the residence uh, recently because they noticed that... Okay, so the neighbor... Uh, knew Shannon really well. Like they, you know, she would talk to her whenever she could and whatnot. Um, so when she saw this, she was shocked. Uh, she called the police and was like, "Hey, um, I really need somebody to come over to the the rest this you know the house of that belonged to Sharon, Shannon and and her husband, uh, because I'm pretty sure I just saw her walk in the house." Oh, yeah, I think I heard about that. Yeah, and so then I was like, I was like, wait. And so then I looked through the TikTok, and they stated that she had also also mentioned that the lights of the house were now on. um, But it was only specifically on the second floor and not the first floor. So 
police officers went over to the residence and mind you the house is not like up for it's not up for sale okay it is up for sale but nobody's taking it um and so they they walked in they started doing a search around and you can see in the in the video or on the body cam that only the lights on the second floor are on none on the bottom floor are on right um so they walked around they looked around they went upstairs they looked around they couldn't find anyone and so what they eventually did was they turned off all the lights they left the house and uh they had the real estate agent come over to check on the locks uh i believe the next day um but i was i was looking through the video to see if i could see anything uh maybe like people didn't notice it but i didn't see anything um so i showed it to my mom because she also watched the documentary with me and i showed it to my mom and she goes that was her like that was her walking into the house uh, but it wasn't her physical form it was her spiritual form looking for her kids because when they're killed so suddenly when people are killed so suddenly, especially parents, especially the mothers, when they're killed so suddenly and they they're not concerned about themselves, they're concerned about their children's health. So they immediately go like she's still in the mindset of like, this is my routine. I have to go home. This is time for me to go home. I have to do what I have to do in my normal life. But I also want to look for my children. I don't see them. So my mom was like, so she might have gone home thinking it was like after work. She might have done everything in her routine life because she doesn't she doesn't accept the concept of like, oh, I'm dead. She doesn't know that she's dead. So she goes home and she's probably like she didn't turn on any of the lights on the bottom floor. She probably went to turn on the lights on the top floor um, to look for her kids. So I was just like yeah it's possible but it's also possible that i'm not i'm not like saying that it's not something that ha that i'm not saying that ghosts aren't real because i tr i believe in ghosts i do i have an open mind um but i also have the you know if i have an open mind i have to take in all possibilities so whenever i have an open mind i also have to think of like could it could it have been an intruder looking for stuff like could it have been people like looking for jewels looking for anything that's been left behind um and then they just happened to slip out when the cops got there or it could have been like you know her spirit not knowing that she's dead she's going through her routine or if she's just looking for her kids um it could have been you know the real estate agent and she just she or he does not want to admit the fact that they were the ones that were in the house just looking around to make sure that everything was still in its place um i don't know it, it could have been a lot of things but my mom is very certain that it's her spirit that's just going upstairs like it's like the end of the day type of thing routine and that she doesn't realize that she's dead so i don't know i'm gonna look for that video uh i know i have it somewhere in my liked stuff i'd have to i'm gonna spend a good amount 
looking for that. I have to but... watch that during the day. <laughs> no, it's a... <laughs> remember after Dear David, man, I didn't sleep that night. Okay. I didn't sleep at all that <laughs> night. I was so no. scared. I need to check up on Dear David. I want to know if there's any more updates. I don't think he has put any more updates, but I'm gonna double check and 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 get back with any with uh, the Discord about that. But, um. But yeah, I'm gonna look for that TikTok and I'm gonna share it on this on the Discord and you guys watch it to your own uh timing. Um I only think it's just, you know, I have an open mind. I'm not too sure what happened. I would have had I would have had to been there in order for me to know what happened, but I mean, I don't know. And I believe they're still looking for the the mistress. Because now they're saying that she had something to do with the murder. Oh, like wow. she was she did something um and they need to they they need to check all facts again so they can't find her either which is crazy wow. like you had her under your nose but you let her go anyway that's wild so but yeah that's all i wanted to say <laughs> i was like it just reminded yeah. me of that so because I was like, man, I really want to, I need to talk about, about this. And then, uh, you know, we ended up having to miss a couple episodes or a couple of uh, Saturdays. So, yeah. But uh, did you girls want to add anything else before we end this episode here? Uh, no, not me. Mm-mm. Okay. No. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for today's episode. We truly appreciate all of the support and love that we've been getting um uh let's see we we are going to continue our saturday schedule up until we hit summer break again uh speaking of breaks um i did want to let everybody know that we are going to have holiday breaks so not only are we going to have summer break but we're also going to have a uh, thanksgiving break and christmas break uh, this is only because we actually want to spend our time with our families and if we want to spend time with you know our friends uh or we'll you know visit each other then we'll do so and we don't want cough, to cough. um cough, cough. Houston cough cough <laughs> coming in <laughs> going to Houston <laughs> Houston <clears throat> but <laughs> but um that's just one thing we wanted to let you guys know or I wanted to let you guys know as well um just ahead of time so that way you guys know what our schedule is going to look like for next month um so i i didn't want the girls to be stressed out or anything with the podcast uh i on my end have to do a lot of things myself um so i'm not going to be able to keep up with the podcast um if i were not to have these breaks so uh, i've decided that we i was going to give the girls um the week of or sorry the week wait yeah, the week the week, before the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah, the week before Thanksgiving and the week of Thanksgiving, um, just to have you know, just to give them that time with their families and friends, um, and then the same thing goes for Christmas and New Year's Eve. Um, New Year's Eve, I'm also giving them that that week off as well because you know, again, family time, friend time, um, and then summer is you know our three month break <laughs> um but yeah so i just wanted to give you guys a heads up 
And uh, just remember that we also have a Twitter. Uh, we also have a YouTube, a Spotify. Uh, so if you were to look us up on any of those platforms, you can also do so. We also have a Facebook. We don't usually use Facebook. Uh, I haven't been keeping up with it. That was my bad. <laughs> but uh, I'll try my best to keep up with it. I was I finally downloaded Facebook on my phone <laughs> for not having it for so long. But um, we also have uh, Reddit. Mm -hmm. Those all of those social medias. Yeah, <laughs> we need to keep up with everything. So all of the social medias will also. Oh, yeah. Twitter is our main. We usually use Twitter, but. Uh, we have all of those social medias on our Discord. If you want to join that, you can also just look through our bio on Twitter and you should be able to find the Discord there, I believe. Um, but yeah. So yeah, just check out, take out, take a look at the Discord. You'll find all of the social medias that we're in. Um, uh, let's see what else, what else, what else. So this, this, uh, this is our first episode back from our little break um and i hope you girls enjoyed it as much as i did i know i did because i had I a spooky season did. A, spook a spooky a spooky experience today i hope i scared everybody i hope y'all i hope y'all struggle to sleep tonight i'm not sorry <laughs> I'm not she's Saturday. not sorry she is Why not sorry at early? all mm-mm-mm but yeah, oh, also just, you know, quick note as well. You'll also see it on the end of this uh, podcast as well. Um, we all, all have our own gaming channel on Twitch. So if you please, please, please give us a follow there as well. Uh, you know, just to keep up with us in case we don't happen, in case we happen to miss a day of streaming for the podcast, you can also might catch us on our own gaming channels. Um, just having fun with some regular dbd uh and other games <laughs> dbd mostly but <laughs> we play other mostly. games too i promise you but yeah we just so, like to get scared yes <laughs> <laughs> we just like the toxicity no <laughs> it's a toxic relationship we got with that game <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, we're ending the episode here. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we hope we've... Ooh. Excuse me. My brain just went blank. Uh, we hope you guys had a great time. Um, we'll catch you on the next one. Powerpuffs out. <laughs>